In a new age world filled with delusions and wish fulfillment by morons in need of attention, renowned experiencers of high strangeness and podcasters Jeffrey Ritzman and Jeremy Vaney received invitations to a tropical paradise getaway called Paratopia. Little did they know, it was the same type of new age spiritual retreat they've been avoiding all their lives. Don't be shy. Hallucinations, tricksters, and angels. Man, aliens sure did get complicated. Come on, you can shake it. Yeah. I wonder if they'll wrap me up as a uh, long-forgotten plot device. <laughs> Anything goes in Paratopia. <laughs> and welcome. And now you're smiling, motherfuckers. You don't understand my pain. I was abused as a kid. As a kid. <laughs> Welcome to the Dope Show. I'm your host, the Rube, and my partner here is the other host, uh, and his name's Twilight. I'm a vampire. <laughs> anyway, it's good that you found us on your dial, because uh, what I've got to say is important, because uh, I'm an experiencer. He's an experiencer, too, aren't you? Aren't you, Twilight? Yeah, I'm an experiencer. I once did a ton of LSD and saw reptilians, man, so that, that means that I'm an experiencer. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and we're both pirates. Yeah, we're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates, and I'm a vampire. In fact, I named this show The Dope Show because I like Marilyn Manson because even though I've got an adult body, I've got the brain of an emo tween who thinks that things like vampires and antichrists are cool still. <laughs> <laughs> Anything we do is cool. Pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates, and I'm a vampire. And my first guest, who I'm just gonna kind of listen to and wheeze into the microphone because I've got nothing to actually say, but I'm a star fucker, so it's all about having people on <coughs> this show so uh. that I can say how cool I am to have had people on. <coughs> I just took a dump in my britches. <laughs> That's cool. Cause, <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates, and I'm a vampire. Our guest is Jeremy Vianney, who you may remember as the guy that we keep trying to make a name off of by pretending to be mad at about stuff he never done. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, mm. yeah. Him and that Jeff Richmond must have done their show because they, they heard about our show, even though their show came first. But uh, uh, never mind that. Everyone knows who we are. We're the... Uh, 
We're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates, and I'm a vampire. Jeremy, welcome to the program. Thanks, guys. Uh, I think I'm glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, come you came into our chat last week <clears throat> and interrupted it and said how cool Paratopia is and how awful we are. Uh, actually, I never did that. Either you guys made that up or... Someone came in using my name. Well, why, why come you came into that other chat with like 50 of your friends and called everyone morons and then <laughs> and then called us all puppet masters? Why why come you went into that? Yeah, good question. Yeah, actually that didn't happen. What did happen was I went into the chat alone uh, because Twilight had invited me and I challenged your guest on his bullshit. And the fact that there were other people in the room challenging him on bullshit is because everyone knows he's a bullshit artist except you guys. Uh, and I didn't call you guys puppet masters. I called him a puppet master and said that pretty much there. anyone who believes him is a moron. The rest of it is just something you two asshats made up so that you could have something to pretend to be mad at. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, well, why why is it that you just tried to buy off the dope show? Why, why would you do that? Are you afraid of competition? Um, nothing you say makes sense would be my first answer. <laughs> yeah, we're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates. We're pirates, and I'm a vampire, and I'm a needy, needy human being. Yeah, I got all that. Uh, no, what I'm saying is that um, that, that never happened uh, either. That That's actually idiotic uh, when you think about it. But I, I've got the emails to... To prove it. Uh, no, actually, the emails you have are me emailing you to see if perhaps you'd like to to collaborate. But that was before I realized that you weren't just sort of a sweet little country hick, but actually a psycho sociopath fucktard. <laughs> well, those are words you're using. And words. Right. Make, let me make this clear for you. Uh, now, the rube, is it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I, I'm the rube, and I'm important, because I'm an experiencer, and that makes me, what I have to say, uh, horror. Right. Now, I know you two didn't really, what, know each other well, right, before the show started, so I'm going to fill you in on your friend here. Um, he has been, behind the scenes, uh, harassing people personally, calling them uh, on the phone, harassing their Facebook a, uh, pages, harassing them via pie? email, spamming message boards, and yeah, then kill. claiming that he's not uh, doing that. But the problem is that kill. he is, uh, well, like I said, he's a fucktard, so he actually uses Hello? his own email to Hello? do all of that. Um, so we have his email address and his IP, and, and we know that he's doing all of that, even though he's lying <laughs> to his audience and saying he's not doing that. And, of course, the point is that everyone's an egomaniac, Except him, he's, uh, I guess in his head he's, what, a, a good guy or, or whatever? I mean, it probably doesn't matter just so long as um, he gets publicity. Because that's really all that this is about. Because you guys are, um, you're delusional. You have delusions of grandeur. You think that what you have to say is, is important, is that correct? <laughs> yeah, it's important. We're pirates and we're experiencers. I'm a journalist. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, uh, the, the truth is that, uh, and you just sit quietly there, like, and just wheeze into the microphone. That's cool. Yeah, that's what I plan on doing. Great. Um, yeah, all that stuff about me coming into your chat and interrupting it and all that stuff, none of that ever happened um, the way you said it happened. Nothing 
that you say Man, happened actually happened. I you it, lied man. and made up stuff. You continue to lie and yeah. cover your tracks poorly. And you say it's really funny and, you know, things you're doing are legend and all this. Really, all you're doing is um, trying to destroy and hurt people. Uh, all right, because we're pirates. <laughs> yeah, we're pirates. Yeah, we're pirates. Ooh, I'm a vampire. Right. So why should anyone take you seriously? Uh, you can't formulate sentences. You have nothing to say. You have delusions of grandeur. Pretty much this is the kind of trash that uh, has made Jeff and I want to leave ufology behind for good because it's all fucking retarded. And I think nothing exemplifies that better than your show. So I guess if that was your goal, then you've you've certainly accomplished that. And I, I have to hand it to you, gentlemen. You are the dumbest thing I think I've ever seen in my life. Collectively. Well, I guess it's good to be good at something or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh my god, Jeff! Jeff, I can't take it anymore! We finally met morons in love with being morons! That's too much even for ufology! You're right, this place is a fucking embarrassment! I'm out of here! Now do you believe me? Jeff, my god! How are you here? How are you here? We're dead, aren't we? Everybody dies eventually, kiddo. Yes. Well, we're dead inside. That's what ufology did to us. Was any of it real? It was all real, Jer. The interviews were real. The audience was real. Hell, even George Hansen was real. No. Everything we did on this island happened. So, what happens now? Why don't you open up that podcast boot door and find out? I thought you said you'd left the show already. Not left, not exactly. Moved on. You ready to move on, Jer? I sure as goat fuck am. Then let's go. Wait, I'm, I'm confused. If, if you're the smoke monster, th- then how are you the good guy? And what happened to that weird dude with the voice who used to give us Kool-Aid for the first few episodes? Questions are for pussies. Well, right. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to our uh, panel discussion for the 70th and final episode of this incarnation of Paratopia. Uh, let's just go down the list here and, and say names with uh, with voices. Uh, Aaron, go ahead. Hello. And Travis Plager. Hello, this is Travis. Reagan Lee. Hello, I'm Reagan Lee. John Spring. John here. How you guys doing? Very good. good. Eric Von Kloss. One of these days you'll figure out it's pronounced close, but that's okay. No, uh, <laughs> and of course, your favorite and mine, Jeffrey Ritzman. Hi, how are you? <clears throat> I'm doing well. Uh, so the, the basic theme of this here panel discussion is, um, was it worth it? <laughs> Did we learn anything in 70 episodes? And I think this is kind of, um, and also, what's your take on the state of of ufology, and I think this will be interesting because Travis Plager is uh, my best bud from high school, uh, also in my film. Uh, Reagan Lee, of course, was a guest on the show uh, and has her finger on the pulse of all this noise. And Eric von Haas, thank you. Yes, used to have a podcast called The Newosphere and gave it up for Lent. So, and then, and then, Aaron and John. Are uh, but humble listeners. I, I don't know if you have anything to plug. 
No. <laughs> no, no I, I don't. Um, so I guess, well, Reagan, let me let me start with you. Uh, learn anything <laughs> from you, Jeremy? But of oh, course, Eric well, says it all. Yes, yes, from me, from the show. I mean, did we do anything? Did we accomplish anything, or was it masturbatory? Uh, well, probably, as as all of this is, no doubt. But that's okay. Nothing wrong with that. I I think that uh, yes. I learned quite a bit, and I'm very sorry to see Peritopia evolve into whatever it's going to evolve into. I learned a lot. I think you, the George Hansen interviews are great. The um, the whole Emma Woods Jacobs thing. Uh, I I'm satisfied. <laughs> oh, good. Better than the ending of Lost, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, the, well, she mentioned the Emma thing was uh, new to me. I think I first heard about it briefly before you guys went into great detail on it uh, through Ken Carlsberg. Right. But uh, yeah, a lot, a lot of that. Even though it happened a while, a while back, uh, a few years ago, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, I was fascinated by that. I was, that was news to me. And Trav, what about you as the outsider who's just sort of my friend who happened to start listening to this? What, what What's going through your head as well, you well, wrap up 70 shows? Well, 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 first of all, thank you very much for, for, for having me as a part of this panel. I, I feel very excited to, to be interacting, uh, even minimally, with, with, with folks, uh, especially Jeff, people who I've only known from the podcast. It's like talking to TV stars, kind of, in a way, except really the furthest thing from that probably <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh so it's cool in, in that aspect of it uh i i really am the the casual mainstream fan of this if that exists because uh, apart from apart from listening to this podcast i have zero interaction with anything resembling the paranormal uh interest wise anything wise it, it's just this podcast uh hmm. And I have to say that uh, I think I've learned quite a bit. It's not masturbatory at all. Uh, in the beginning, I thought this was going to be, oh, yeah, every week I tune in and I uh, I see a, I, I, I get to listen to another UFO story at, at, or, or nuts and bolts stuff, as, as you guys, as I know the jargon, nuts and bolts stuff. <laughs> uh, and uh, boy, it turned out to not be that. Right, and by the end now, I get to not even think about that stuff in that way. Now it's now, geez, UFOs aren't even really UFOs. There's another. We don't know what they are. We don't know what any of the stuff is, and we we don't put up with with bullshit in trying to figure out what it is. And I, I respect that a lot. And it's been it's been extremely interesting and extremely enjoyable. So so thank you very much for for doing it this long. Thank you, Eric. Uh, what about you? What what led you? Or what drove you from the field? Nothing drove me from the field. I I left the podcasting field. Um, that's a kind of a there are some personal reasons behind that. I really don't want to make public. But uh, you know, to answer your question, what me personally, what did I learn? It wasn't you know. Sure, I learned some great things from some great guests, some things I hadn't heard before, some I had. But what I took from it the most was, I think, more the interaction between you and Jeff in coping mechanisms and how to deal with 
this strange bullshit that may go on in our lives and how you guys are able to just carry on and, and to be able to deal with it. It kind of gave me personally a, a feeling of, man, maybe, you know, I can make it through this and everything will be okay. It was kind of a comforting feeling to get all squishy on you. So you learned how to drink and take mushrooms is what you're saying. <laughs> Damn straight. <laughs> Rock and roll, dude. And John, you've actually, you're going to be uh, doing something for the listener content portion of this deal, aren't you? Oh, uh, you know, I would like to if I could figure out what to do. I mean, I, I would I would love to donate something to you guys. Uh, so that's... So, so it must not have been completely masturbatory for you if you think like, okay, it's worth putting my voice out there. Uh, if 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 I can, and it's uh, it's it's not it's not my voice. I don't I don't think I have a radio voice or anything like that. But uh, I, I got attracted to this show just first off, just because of the George Hanson show that you guys put on. But you know, I, I stuck around because you're a great broadcaster, and and it's good to listen to you and Jeff Ritzman. I mean, it's really to me, it's really enjoyable to listen to you guys. And I understand that the show is changing gears, but I mean, that's why I stuck around uh, uh, for as long as I did, and didn't just you know kind of. Adios after after getting my George Hansen fix, I guess. Mm-hmm. And Jeff, what about you? Now that you've you know you cut out early, frustrations mm-hmm. abounded for many many months. Um, mm-hmm. Now that you've been able to sort of step away for a little bit, do you have a new take on it? Do you, mm-hmm. What do you see as what was important in all of this for you? How about that? I, I guess not to um, over complexify any one problem too much. I think that. Probably over the course of a year, I felt like, like perhaps I was going in the direction of becoming more and more complex as in, in the way that I look at this. And I think that being away from it for, I don't know, about a month now, I suppose, um, I, I think that's kind of what I, I look back on a lot of what we talked about, both publicly and privately. And I think, um, that you really do have to approach this from just a, a really, a, a, a ground level, simple, straightforward way and not try to read uh, so many things into it at the at the very get-go. I mean, we're still – I mean, despite that, that ufology has been our, our – I guess our main focus to the, for the most part, I think that um, it's still in its infancy. I mean, despite that it's been 60-plus years, this is still a very new thing and I think that um, – uh, that what I'm what I'm proud of with this show is that we didn't go the direction of most to the nuts and bolts to the um, I don't know the, the the little green men theorems and all of that. We stayed away from that and kind of focused our energies in different directions. So I'm most proud with that. But I think if I learn anything, it's that you know one has to purchase in a simple way and not uh, not over complexify a problem that may not be there to begin with. Were there any particular threads, and anyone can answer this, any particular threads that jumped out at you as more realistic than another that we've tugged on? What do you mean by realistic? I was going to ask the same thing. in terms of uh, nuts and bolts or it all being in your head, DMT, interdimensional, trickster, any of that sort of stuff, was there anything that jumped out at you like, yeah, that's probably it? (laughs) (laughs) All of the above kind of mashed as long well, as it's not the nuts and bolts thing, then I'm fine with it. Yeah. Well, it's the same thing with, like, sleep paralysis. Not all cases are sleep paralysis. Some are, you know, but you just got to be real careful about trying to have one explanation that explains everything. You know, 
so God, it's just it's difficult. I guess that was a broad question. It's too hard to answer quickly. I guess. Well, one thing, the Flatwoods Monster episode, um, that really kind of bridged kind of the weirdness of this because all the descriptions of that case, and that was a great show, by the way, but all the descriptions of that case were like, you know, like kind of this diesel fume coming out of this like, you know, 1950s flying saucer type rig, which was still completely bizarre to the people who saw it. But it also had a whiff of sulfur, right? If we if we remember mm-hmm. the things that were talked about, which kind of ties it back to the the types of weird things that s- people would see, you know, a hundred years ago, you know, kind of on the demonic side, if you will, or whatever. But then it also it's kind of taking us forward into kind of the types of things that people experience today. So I really enjoyed that show, and I think it kind of says a lot about um, the phenomena. So so that's that's one part. I really enjoyed the uh, Philip Imbrogno um, program as well. I mean, I agree with everyone else has said here, too. But uh, I just really liked what he had to say about his various theories about what's going on. And I, I certainly agree. It, it, we have to be careful of just thinking it's one thing, and that's going to explain everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I just don't see how anyone can really think that. I really liked how the, the show, it felt like the entire 70 episodes felt like it had a narrative of its own. I mean, I felt like you guys were, you would follow one thread of thought and a guest would suggest something and maybe the ideas of that particular guest would bleed into a couple episodes down the line but something else would get picked up and then that would bleed a little bit. It really was a a, a discovery, a, a journey and... And I like the fact that you guys didn't try and make a one-size-fits-all answer to anything, that you didn't have any uh, agenda uh, to, or, or anything, you know, banking on one particular answer being, you know, the, the, yeah, <laughs> hedgehogs, <laughs> one particular answer being correct, uh, that it really was about, you know, it really was what you know what what's the truth about it that was the agenda the agenda was do i buy this is you know do, can i believe that this is possible and i i i just respect that a lot i liked following the narratives as we went i liked having a couple episodes dealing with emma woods and fallout from that and how that would bleed and how george hansen stuff bled into that a little bit uh i like how the flatwoods monster had some nuts and bolts stuff to it as well as stuff that had nothing to do with that i i I just thought it was really, really fascinating. Mm-hmm. To go to go along with what you just said, Travis, I think the agenda was the anti-agenda, and that's what I liked so much. It yeah. was it was basically to make you think in many about many different things and from many different directions. I mean, it was completely unique in that way, and that's why I loved it so much. One of those early episodes about about the about the exopolitics and how an example from the exopolitics. Uh, people would be speaking and i just remember one quote from from some story that you were regaling from that saying that uh the speaker w- was trying to set up base truths about what why they were all there and and at some point they were saying now we know that you know we know that that mars issued these things and that's a given uh. <laughs> yeah they don't they don't even have that in science i mean it, it's there there are no base truths that we've figured out yet so mm-hmm. uh Jeff, do you think that that, the, uh, in all honesty, that the the narrative journey of this, as opposed to other shows that just, you know, as you say, rehash Roswell, rehash mm-hmm. old UFO case and all that, 
you think that that's actually born out of our own sort of self-serving nature of just like we were tugging on threads because we really oh well, ultimately to know these things ourselves yeah, and yeah ultimately our... it's it's uh, I mean and I've I've said this a long time now that uh, yeah that I at least am in this for purely selfish reasons I mean I, I was always happy to share whatever and and in doing this program like this that's that's gotten bigger and more recognition than I ever could have dreamed when we started. I mean, I certainly, I didn't expect this by any stretch. Um, but yeah, I think it is, it is definitely born out of, of our own curiosity about certain things. I mean, it's certainly when it came to, um, one of my favorite episodes, which was, uh, Dennis McKenna. I think certainly that was, uh, that was for me, that was a life changing show, both in, uh, both in what we did afterwards and 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 just in talking to him, uh, both in private and and on the show. So I mean, yeah, I think we followed threads for our own kind of selfish reasons to a degree. Um, but there were some thrown in there that I I didn't expect. I I, I I think what what was the most amusing show for me was Ted Phillips because I expected Ted Phillips to come on and talk purely about uh, evidence at the scene. Uh, physical stuff, you know, nuts and bolts stuff. And for him to come on and say, Marley Woods has completely changed my paradigm to thinking about this stuff in a, in a non-physical way. Um, and then for him to, and I, I don't think we've ever said this. Have we, Jeremy, about uh, uh, what he told us afterwards? I mean, certainly he's kind of dropped off the face. So I don't mind saying it. Um, uh, there was a, if you all go back and listen to that, there was a portion where he talked about a light hitting a woman's car uh and there was yeah there was residue on the car Mm -hmm. and uh jeremy and i both just had to laugh at this he says you know i don't i don't say this on a lot of shows because just because it's so bizarre and i'm sure he wouldn't mind me saying this so i'm just gonna say it um he said you know when we when we analyzed the 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 particles of dust or some kind of of uh material that was left on the car after impact we found uh like a swamp uh type material and in addition to that what made up more of this material was carrots. <laughs> and I said, oh, that's so perfect. <laughs> I just, At least it was nutritious. I just rubbed my face. I was like, yeah, that's perfect. I said, Jeremy, what, 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 what's the, what, what predominantly eats carrots? And he's like, rabbits. I said, where do rabbits go? He says, down the hole. <laughs> and so I felt like, yeah, this is where we're going, down the hole. Um, it was just—I mean—it was just one of those brilliant moments where you get this—you get this terrific analogy between what you're doing and 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 a guest that you wouldn't ever expect something like that to be born out of. I think that was one of my like, you know, jaw-dropping moments for doing the show. Hey everybody, it's me, Doctor Stephen Greer, and you know. I'm not just a doctor and a public speaker and a free energy device provider. I'm also the producer of Paratopia. That's right, people. Surprise! I'm a producer. And so as a producer, Jeff and Jeremy have asked me to gather up some clips so that we can look back at some of the greatest bits of wisdom ever said by our guests. Here they are. We really haven't advanced very much. This man, and he was a redneck, I mean, typical needed a ladder to get into his pickup truck. 
you know, but we haven't said anything about the phenomena itself. The Blue Book documents had a lot of information in them. You know, even now we're still grasping at straws. Because there aren't any villains here. No contrary, my friend. Uh, one really doesn't know whether to laugh or cry when you hear this kind of thing. Um, nothing in my experience suggests that anything outside of a physical dimension of reality exists. Reagan, I have a sort of a different question for you because you uh, you write for UFO magazine along with yours truly, and um, I remember sort of one of the big um, controversial, let's say, uh, topics there was whether or not um, they should go in the direction that they went, which is more editorializing, less investigative work. I think that what I've come to with this show is that there is very little that investigative work will yield. And so pretty much the editorializing is, is kind of all we've got. I mean, not completely, but it's a lot of it. Do you think that there needs to be a, a standard for editorializing, or do you think it just should be a free-for-all? I, I, I mean, I don't know how one would go about that, but uh, I don't know. Do you, do, you, do you think that we're doing too much editorializing in these fields and there needs to be more stringent work, or do you think no, first of all? Well, I think, yeah, I agree with you. I I think we have to be a little careful. We, we always need that stringent nuts and bolts stuff. We just do. But at the same time, I'm, I'm really nervous about people getting all official and demanding that we have standards and protocols and you, you have to fulfill some kind of self-imposed UFO, official UFO, whatever, to be a part of all this. I mean, the way I got into this is because of my own experiences. It was highly subjective and highly self-reflexive and, and just kind of exploring myself in order to figure out what's going on. And that's kind of where I come from. And I can never forget about the witnesses' experience and, and the various individuals who are going through stuff and trying to figure it all out. I think, you know, this sound kind of new agey and kind of tried even. We all need each other and we all need to just appreciate each other's various approaches and ways of going about this stuff. And, and we kind of need it all. And that includes the stuff that's going to make us even cringe sometimes. Like, oh, God, not another, you know, whatever. Uh, like the Ray Aliens, for example. Um, it, it, like Hansen would say, for example, that's just part of the circus, part of the 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 trickster atmosphere. I know that that opinion kind of ticks a lot of people off because they get really impatient with it and think we're wasting time. And, but uh, it does, it just doesn't bother me like it does some people. And so I, I appreciate kind of letting the free for all happen. And uh, each one of us just has to decide for ourselves what's useful and what's uh, valid and and go from there. Well, that brings me to another question that I would like to ask Eric, then John, um, and then Aaron. Maybe we'll go in that order. Just we did the 
Ufology Must Die episode, famously <laughs> enough. And uh, yep. <laughs> do you agree that Ufology Must Die, or do you think it just uh, sort of needs an enema? <laughs> oh, good lord! Uh, it needs a, it, it, it needs a little more than an enema. Um, if they can invent something bigger than that, then that's what it should be. Um, there are some decent qualities to that, but on the whole, I don't think it should die because who am I to say that I understand enough to say that uh, what they're preaching is completely wrong? I mean, it's it could be a valid perspective. It could be a genuinely uh, perfectly okay explanation. I don't agree with it personally, but I'm not going to shit on anybody else's you know train of thought because I'm I'm not going to sit here and presume to know what what's really going on. Um, but it, things definitely need an overhaul. I mean, things have to be completely flipped upside down, wipe the slate clean, and start over. As far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I you know, I'm not I'm not sure. Like like if an overall happened, what would it be replaced with? I'd be interested to know where that would go. Um, you, I mean, I I've been interested in ufology since I was a little kid, but they didn't used to call it that. It was you know flying saucers, and I read all the books about it, and you know, uh, I I think where it is today is is really really bizarre and specialized so that even people who might see a ufo wouldn't really have a conception or an ability to talk with a lot of people in ufology if that makes any sense and let me let me clarify what i was talking about was basically people leaning towards the nuts and bolts things that's yeah well but i i think it's natural if someone sees something to to lean towards that right like like but but the bizarre side of it is you know they're just they, they don't have the same tangible sense. So so if, if I just see something out there, I just see it, right? And I, I I tend to believe what I see. It's my own experience. So I, I I think it's really a problematic kind of thing because there's so much, you know, there's so much specialized knowledge around Roswell and and all the different uh, aspects of it. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the real answer to that is. I'm 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 fine to let it go on and i'm not super involved in ufology but i've always been interested in the overall topic so i i I guess for me personally i just come at it more of a the the high weirdness and the high strangeness kind of hansen approach aaron yeah um well expecting ufology to die is about the same as expecting that you could change it I i mean Religion still exists. There's a lot of stupid ideas that still exist. I don't think you can kill it. It will continue to exist. You might be able to modify it, hopefully. Aaron, why are you not as drunk as I expected you to be? Uh, well, that's weird because I got tequila sitting right in front of me. Just sitting there, huh? Yeah, just sitting here because I'm actually listening to you guys. <laughs> Did anybody come to this show? Um, expecting to um, um, expecting kind of to, to have some portion of what you might feel personally about this um, validated in some way and and did it do that for you i 'm always curious do people think the way Jeremy and I think about this kind of stuff and and i don 't know if they do or they don 't and i 'm curious about you guys if you I came over here because I was interested in what was going on with you two, uh, with your experience. Mm. And that's what most interested me. And plus, uh, I, I, 
I kind of came to know of you over the computer from, you know, other places. Mm. And uh, so, yeah, I just checked out what you guys did, and I didn't disagree with it, like I do most things. So mm. I stuck around. Of course, Travis, your, your uh, experience with this, besides seeing a UFO or whatever with me, would be uh, the X Files. <laughs> so that's trust, a gauge, but I, I trust I trust no one <laughs> there. Uh, to this day, everything though. You know, Aaron brought up something very, very valid in that you know we come to the show listening to it, and we have to first like you two, and like not mean like as in you know, like you enough to want to hang out with you, but like you enough to want to listen to you for an hour and, mm-hmm. and be interested and have you, and have your, your story and your personal experience and your relationship to this subject matter be interesting enough and true enough that it will, will stick with you to interviewing all of these myriad of the people with myriad different experiences and myriad different theories, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, and that was true right from the beginning. Uh, I mean, clearly in Jer, I, I, I've known about your stuff. I mean, we, we had our weird thing in, in high school, seeing that weird light. And, uh, and I've known about your experiences since then, because, you know, we talk about stuff. Uh, and Jeff, I've learned about your stuff, you know, through the podcast as we go. Uh, and seeing you interview guests, listening to you interview guests, and then talk about it after the fact and relate that stuff to your own experience and going guest to guest to guest and continually to put it back to yourself as in trying to figure out your, you know, how it can maybe work for you. I mean, Jeff, you started out saying this is for purely selfish reasons, and to some degree it needs to be. Uh, I think a lot of the problem with other people in this field, perhaps, uh, you know, I would have, because of this podcast, I've tried to listen to some other podcasts for, for, and some other things, and I've not liked them. And for the main reason, uh, generally speaking, it's because it seems like they're trying to sell me something or, or, they're see- or it seems like they're trying to market themselves rather than actually trying to figure out what's going on. Or make uh, it too spooky. Or make it too, too, too spooky, yeah. Or, or make it too much about angels. Uh, and, uh, (laughs) and, uh, and, and so Jeff, when you say it's purely selfish reasons, you know, that's probably a good thing because you're not doing it to try and huck a t-shirt, you know, you're, you're doing it to, 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 to try and help yourself and figure out what the hell's going on. Uh, and, uh, it's self therapy. That's exactly, it's it's great. Yeah. And if you have if you have the ability to get these people with with their experiences to talk to you about it, and we get to listen to it, and you keep it interesting, that's that's fantastic. Um, I, the question originally was, I think about uh, if we if we had our, our own views about this validated by what you guys were doing over the course of the podcast. Is that something along those? Well, lines? Or, or did you come to this show knowing that? Uh, I, I mean, I think at least uh, well, Jeremy and I both made it pretty clear that we don't subscribe pretty much to the commonality. Of theories that that are all over the place in ufology, I don't, I don't think we're big subscribers of that, and I think a lot of people knew that coming in the door. And I'm curious: is is did we attract that kind of person that that kind of rejected all of the normal type of explanations for this? 
I'm raising my hand. Yes. I mean, that's what kept me coming back and back and back. And I mean, you know, I know both of you and had the opportunity to hang out with you for a couple of days and speaking to you in person and on Skype over time and listening to the shows. It's just that I can relate to you two because I don't know. I have no explanation. I'm not going to try to explain anything. I just don't know what the hell is going on. And you guys entertain so many different theories, not trying to say, okay, well, this is it. This is it. This is it. It was a constant, well, what if it's this? What if it's this? What if it's this? That's what kept me attracted to it, is the openness to every possible explanation, every possible reason. That's what I loved about the show and about you guys. Well, this really is a love letter to us, Jeff. Yeah. Well, come on. I haven't talked to you guys in so long. i got to be mushy, you know? That's true. There's a little bit of editorializing going on to to not have every single theory out there. I mean, like, you guys weren't, you know, you're you're not like, uh, uh, I don't want to badmouth other other podcasts, but but you've even mentioned how some of the the other shows will, you know. There are other podcasts out there? (laughs) Some, the author who doesn't read. Uh, There are, there are other people who will just put anybody on and feel like it's their job. Well, I don't have to say that I think there's any truth to it, but it, I just want to put it out there. <laughs> and, and you guys don't do that. I mean, you're not going to have somebody on for the sake of just having them on if you are 100% thinking that this guy's full of crap. I mean, you're not going to do that. Uh, and so at least it, it, I, I, I listen to the show knowing that I'm not going to have wasted my hour listening to somebody who's complete bullshit. I guess that's ultimately a, a good thing. I like listening to Jeff put horn in his place. You know, well, that didn't happen on this show, but on other shows. So, uh, yeah, I missed that aspect of it, but uh, I'm sure that they're not losing anything from not doing it. From what? Go shooting fish in a barrel? Yeah. Well, so you're, I, you're a fan of shooting fish in the barrel, is what you're saying. <laughs> um, no, I enjoyed Jeff and Horn's uh, debates. I think if you, if you bring an idiot on and show people that he's an idiot, like you might be doing now with me. Uh, <laughs> no, come on now. <laughs> you know what our our theorem on that was is that you know you can bring somebody like that on the show and and dress them down, and ultimately it, it's shooting fish in a barrel. Uh, everybody pretty much knows the score, um, and I my excuse for that year long argument and debate with him was, well, there are new people coming into this that may not be right as informed. And and I feel like it's my uh, – and why in the hell I felt this way, I have no idea other than I was insulted by the stupidity of it all um, personally. And, and so I, I, I kind of said to myself, well, I've got to be the guy who uh, gathers data on this and presents it to people so that there's a, a counter to everything. And then you re- you gradually come to this realization with all of these characters of all you know forget him I mean all of these characters the Greers and all of these different uh, um, players in this that they're going to believe what they want to well believe. well not only are they going to believe what they want to believe but if they if they are I I always I always refer to our audience as one of the smartest ones in this subject that that come to listen to this show. And I didn't mean that as as a, a kiss ass remark. Um, I, I think that our I think that our message board speaks to that. Um, and if people came in that didn't speak to that, they weren't a member very long. <laughs> uh, and 
but ultimately, I think if people walk into the door of ufology and take a good cross-section look, and they can't tell the difference between someone like Bruce McAbee and, um, and Billy Meyer, doesn't that kind of say to you, why should I even worry about well, those people? Sometimes <laughs> it's thin and pitch because yeah. shows will only show you the positive about someone right. and not right. the negative or vice versa. So well, sometimes you've got to hang around this dirty mm-hmm. court a while to know. Yeah, and, uh, well, I think I think our kind of our uh, at least my experience with a lot of these people has been the notion that most of them, the vast majority of them, don't care what you have to say in a negative way about them because either way you cut it, they're getting popular attention based on this, yeah. and they thrive upon negative attention. So our theorem well, on this show. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Okay. I mean, this is where it becomes theological for them, and that's that's the problem. That's the problem. That's why I made the statement on on the podcast. Ufology must die. I mean, we we hung up the mics on that episode, and I said that's what we're calling this episode. <laughs> Because that's what it – to me, that's why I've become so embarrassed to be associated. Well, it might have been better if you said you follow just most <laughs> uh, There you go. I'm not going there. <laughs> well, I mean in a way, uh, ufology is not – It's made up of a bunch of – Well, it's not idiots. the subject anymore, is it? Not I mean, all you're, it's, you're using this catch-all term now at this point, ufology, to mean something right. that it wasn't originally intended for. So even in right. that sense, I think it must die. Right. Yeah, I think yeah. that's a little bit what I was talking about when it's so specialized. I mean, if if you start to go down the list of some of the different theories, it's like it takes a while for for anybody to wrap their head around all and they're they're competing theories to begin with. So and it gets away from just the simplest thing of having uh an experience. So, but there's a problem in in reconciling it and there's a problem in the fact that it's it's ignored, you know, in the in the big structures of our world. So that that's pretty interesting to me. You know, ultimately, I don't think it's your problem. I mean, ultimately, you know, it, it, ufology, the, your your problems with ufology are the same as your problems with flat earthers, and the same with your problems I, with I with, with people with, yeah. with people who prefer Maseratis to uh, to four doors. I mean, uh, you you don't you don't need to worry about a field that ultimately you're not going to really have anything to do with. I mean, you need to carve your own path. You're doing that with this show. You were anyway. I mean, you're, you're, you're trying to find your own thing and you're finding the truth in your own way. If some of it is bleeding into what is conventional ufology, then that's what it is. But they're doing their thing and you're doing your thing. And, and ultimately if your thing is, is, is interesting, interesting enough to people, uh, they will want to hear more of it. And if they don't want to hear more of it, then they don't. And then you're, you know, you continue on your own. I understand why people get attracted to it though, but it's like a big fly trap and and people don't understand what's going to happen once they start going down that path. And, you know, maybe they want to, you know, apply a scientific approach to it or whatnot, but it's, it's, it's all, you know, it, it ends up not uh, adding up or summing up, even though it's all based on this this original experience or series of experiences or whatever it is that caused an individual, a person, to, to get that passion to go investigate it. It turns out very, very differently for different peoples. 
isn't it i was just had i just had the thought isn't it funny how much this parallels religion that everybody had there are so many different and diverse religions across the planet it doesn't really matter what the correct answer is it's it's about faith and it's about what gives you comfort at the end of the day and to keep on going and well yeah i mean ultimately it comes down to its experience and not ideology i mean that's the problem right now is that everybody's turned and experience and, and this goes right back i mean travis you were saying just do your thing and and all of that and i think my biggest problem in this and the part that gets me in trouble a lot is that um and when i say I trouble i'm I mean, I yeah. mean, in trouble with 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 being maligned People here and there. Aren't worth troubling with. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. But uh, I, I think what it comes down to for me is that this is too personal an issue. That when I see something in the media, for instance, that yeah, paints it in such an inaccurate, ridiculous, stupid way, and then ultimately, you know, if if I um, am coming on a show and talking about what I've experienced throughout my life, then automatically when someone finds that out, oh, he's one of those. He's the pr- he's a right. probed d- guy. You know, I mean, that's not what it is. And so you find yourself embroiled in these battles to kind of try and turn that super tanker around. It just doesn't work. I mean, that's that's ultimately aggravating. Yeah, but uh, that's not your mission. I mean, like your mission no. is not to change the CNN headline. You know, right. I mean, that's not- <laughs> well, it would be nice, but no, you can't. I mean, it's not that's not your mission. Well, I mean, you can't it's do. not a bad idea to try to correct people who are given misinformation. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, Jeremy does, I think, a great job with his Greer impersonation. I mean, he doesn't go into the facts <laughs> and details, but I real I mean, he he is touching on the essence of him. I think. <laughs> Does that sound too corny? I'm sorry if it does. But. No, I think that that's what I'm trying to do. It's like yeah, these aren't just like comical it. impressions. These are like, what do I think is the kernel of truth to these tards? Yeah, it's I a political cartoon. <laughs> I mean, well, yeah, I mean, but I mean, you're not going to escape it, no matter what hobby or whatever interest you want. Absolutely. Well, do you have to answer find all idiots. of it? I mean, well, as you as you guys you know, there are you two can't. complete idiots going after us constantly, constantly, constantly. It's like yeah, well, they're such idiots. I mean, I, I'm willing to say, you know, give well, the audience the benefit of the doubt that they realize they're idiots. Am I wrong, or should I be defending myself? No. Well, I know I've already seen that Facebook thing. You were saying should I? And I told you that I don't know if you read this. There's pros and cons. If you choose to address it, you're going to have pros and cons. If you choose to ignore it, you're going to have pros and cons. You know, I think. Well, you're screwed. I, I think I, I, I probably have the most, uh, to be arrogant here, the most valid viewpoint on this answer because I'm not involved in the rest of that stuff. Like, I, I don't know what what those other guys are saying about you because I, I just don't listen to that stuff. I don't know. All I know is this podcast because this is the one that's inter- interesting to me. So I listen to this show, and I'm following what you guys are saying, at least, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm interested in your stories. I'm interested in your interviews. I'm interested in, in what you're doing. And if, if you guys start to go down a path too much where I'm not going to believe it anymore or buy it, well, then you've lost me. But I'm not concerned about the battles that you're having with other people in your field because I don't care about the field. That's not why I'm listening to this. Well, it's not, field, it's not just you know? that, though. I mean, there, there's two kinds of people. There's there's artists and there's critics, and you really don't want to spend most of your time being a critic. You want to be out there creating also, something and doing your own thing. Yeah. yeah, I do that. You know, one thing about, at least for me, and I think it's pretty obvious, that's kind of arrogant for me to say, uh, once you start exploring UFOs, 
and and if like Jeremy and Jeff have shown, you are open and honest about looking at it, you soon find yourself exploring all kinds of other areas that are are not at all strictly nuts and bolts UFO kind of stuff. Before you know it, you're often you know going down that rabbit hole for sure, and then uh, you know tumbling down and twisted turns and it takes you all kinds of places and uh that's what i've always appreciated about peritopia is uh the willingness to listen to an interview and and when i listen to peritopia i get the impression you really care and you're sincerely interested and if you don't agree you say that and and you ask questions in order to understand and explore and not to attack or dissect and and you know what you're talking about and if you don't know what you're talking about you say so and that's different from a lot of other podcasts um in it just in my experience in listening to the show very well said i, I couldn't agree more i think it's important to look at all the other stuff and all the other weirdness that goes along with what we call UFOs. And we might have to uh, broaden our definition when we say UFO. Um, If we're going to talk about change or something, maybe that would be the only so-called change we would need to see. Worry about the stuff and maybe worry about the people talking about the stuff to a certain degree, but don't worry about the people talking about the people talking about the stuff. Right. Yeah. It can't be entertaining though if you're bored for like three minutes. Yes. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Hey everybody. It's me, Jeff Ritzman. You know, over the years we've learned a lot of wisdom from a lot of people. Let's take a look back and reflect on some of the more insightful gems from some of our guests. Sometimes it it seems more real in these vivid experiences than when I wake up. Hey, no, this is stuff is our territory. You stick to nuts and bolts and we'll handle spirit. Of the crop. So so am I right in guessing here that... Of the crop. So so am I right in guessing here that... So, so am I right in guessing here that... Again, this is not a joke. You guys, with all your damn flying sauces, are crazy. Why can't I just like, live my life like everybody else? Let me do that, let me do that, let me do that. She wrapped herself around my body and rested a huge head on my shoulder and just looked me in the eyes for two hours. Please, God, give me a clue as to what's happening here. So when you say, wow, it's actually code for, I wish this interview were over quicker. Yeah, I think there's probably a few wows (laughs) in the show that, yeah, yeah. Am I the the outsider here? Am I the only person that's never seen a UFO, a quote-unquote UFO? Has everybody else in this? Could be, could be, could be, and could be. Undetermined objects. Okay, fair enough. Could be. You know, I don't. I don't know. I'm not convinced that they were alien. I've only really ever seen one bizarre thing in the sky, and I've I've looked a lot. So I'm not I'm not an experiencer, but I'm definitely interested in the topic. And I'm actually interested 
in describing Paratopia as a, a ufology show, a lot of what I get out of it is it's a paranormal show in general with a lot of ufology. So, exactly. um, high strangeness. Yeah. 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 Right. We couldn't have two Aaron, better hosts than that. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron, did you just say fart chair? Or was that my imagination? Fart jokes. Oh, I, I thought I heard that. Chair because I was thinking of the uh, fart chair. Ah. Which is That's a fart no joke, joke, by the way. That's no joke. Okay, I was about to say that, too. You're right. All right. Well, not that I know. I'm just deducing that <laughs> from um, the, the amount of times I've heard Jeff complain about it on your show. <laughs> what about uh, just pure, the human consciousness stuff, especially getting into, lately we've been talking about indigenous mind versus mm-hmm. rational hierarchical. Does that do anything for anyone, or does it sound like gobbledygook to you? Not me. Well, I mean, I, I used to read about it 10 years ago. And then eventually I learned about it, and it's all so ambiguous, and it's, it's dealing with different ways to interpret reality. Kind of like everybody has an opinion type thing. Is that my phone? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> so anyway, uh, it wasn't my favorite show. Are you talking uh, I, about, like, Barbara Three Crow and... Yeah, or just, you know... Uh, what's the, what's the, uh, the Indian guy that you had on? Teokas and Ghost Horse. Yeah, uh, Twice? You had him on twice or just once? Yeah, I personally enjoy that kind of thing. And on some level, it it makes some kind of sense to me. And I, I, But it's very personal. And at the same time, I'm not really sure I get it or understand it. But that's okay. I, 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 it kind of, it's a, there's a part of me where I like it and I use it. But um, I can't really say how or why. And, you know, I just kind of keep it over here and and go to it sometimes. Um, so I I don't mind it. And, and again, like what we were saying before, you know, somebody else listening may find great use out of, out of it and yeah. go with it, and it will help them with their experiences, and other people might just say, oh, well, you know, and move on. And again, um, that's what's, that's good. That's fine. Uh, I really like the Teoks and Ghost Horse episodes. Um, it, it makes a lot of sense to me. A lot of us are maybe in the dominant culture, and when you're in the dominant culture in your own country, it's hard to see it's hard to see the other perspective, so it's it's at least valuable to to think that there might be another completely different perspective that includes a completely different way of thinking, mm-hmm. and a lot that's where a lot of the, the weird interactions happen to begin with. I mean, if you look at anthropology, it's like when two cultures meet, it really doesn't matter, you know, what their core is or or what the structures of their culture are. When they meet, there's going to be a little explosion there, and a lot of that. I think really ties into the, the, the paranormal topics that, that are talked about. It could even, you know, if you want to go to ufology, it, it certainly would be the case if, if only one real UFO ever visited the Earth, it could certainly seed all the weird things that happened since then, if, if you kind of understand what I'm getting at. Mm-hmm. I got a feeling that at the end of the day, when we finally figure out or get a handle on just how evil this thing is not... Uh, Teokison's going to be going, yeah, no shit, huh? You know what I mean? And it really, yeah. like, like, I was listening Well, he won't be using those words, I don't think. Well, no. I was listening back to some stuff, you know, where Jeff was talking to him about ghosts and saying, you know, we see ghosts and we're, we freak out. But it's like, 
you know, why we didn't freak out in life when like grandpa was alive. Why are we freaking out when he's dead? Yeah. <laughs> and, That's and, actually, because uh, he's dead. Well, but the thing is, I'm more scared. I'm more afraid of humans than I am of ghosts. Well, the, if you the think Lakota about it, believe that, um, you know, there's everyone's still there. Everyone, you know what I mean? Everyone's still like, everything is not scary to them. It seems I like the ghost. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I listened to it mowing the lawn. Um, uh, and I didn't change it over to Rush or the ball game. Um, I, I, it held my it held my interest pretty well. Uh, I, I, you looped it back. You you started it with with the UFO stuff with with Stephen Hawking. Uh, to, you know the commenting on that, and and then it just kind of went off into just talking about lots of stuff. Uh, you know this show. You guys have said early on, and you kind of even as the show has progressed the narrative of this show, you, you've talked about how, all right, it's, you know, you're not outright ruling out actual little green men from somewhere else. You're not saying it's a hundred percent, not that, uh, but you're saying, you know, even if it is a little bit of that, it definitely is more than that. There's a lot more going on that has nothing to do with little green men from wherever. And yeah. talking to somebody else that has a different perspective of reality and consciousness. I mean, you know, you've got episodes trying to with DMT and altering consciousness. And, and, and when you're talking about that, why would it not make sense to have a guest on that has that kind of relationship with, with consciousness and, and perspective on reality? Uh, you guys aren't afraid to, to, to go where the path takes you. Mm-hmm. Even if it's uncomfortable and weird, and then to hold that up to a higher standard, to not just take it on its face, to ask questions and and make them have to think about what they're saying. Uh, you you can't you know you can't worry too much about shows like that going off the deep end. Oh, well, that's good. <laughs> I thought that's where we were starting. I don't think that they. I wasn't even afraid that they were going off the deep end. I mean, to me, that's the answer lies in there always. In that you know we're not gonna even if it is little green men, that the implication of that is that they're not humans, they're not men, and that they've got a different consciousness. And uh, we, if there is something that is universal, if there is such a thing as universal consciousness, and we don't just mean that uh, you know, as hyperbole because we're humans and we're just talking about humans, then that means that it's, there is some Everywhere. one point, you know, oneness point, zero point, that we can all hit on our best day wherever you are in the universe. Now, I don't know that that's true, but I'm saying that it's a possibility. And, um, and if so, it ain't what we got now. And so we're not going to be able to even approach these beings with what we have now. Uh, but we might be able to, if we do transcend or hit that zero point thing, uh, maybe not, maybe there's a zero point, you know, that's different for everybody. Maybe everyone's got their Christ or their Buddha or their whatever consciousness. And it's completely different than what we've got. And we still won't be able to speak to each other, but, I think that we're not going to have a prayer of knowing that until we get to where where we need to be, and that certainly isn't uh, what we're doing now. I think, and I, I, for, for me, that's what those shows get to. Uh, yeah, and I also think like one of the really important things about Teoks and Ghost Horse um, that I got out of it is there's a little bit of where a lot of indigenous people are interacting directly with the world as it actually exists. Mm-hmm. Whereas we're sitting in front of our computers and our rooms with all this artificial stuff created around us. And I'm not against any of that stuff, but it's a, it's not, it's not the way the world is working and living right now. Right. And, and so 
there's there's a commonality if we step outside of our our you know our little enclaves and and get out there that doesn't necessarily require like um enlightenment it it's just it's just more like a little bit you know it's a little bit of a a different perspective mm-hmm. out of all the guests that you guys have had and and Jeremy with your older show too i mean for me personally nobody's had more of a bigger impact guest wise than he has for me I don't, I really can't explain it. It just, he blows me away every word he says every time he talks. It's just incredibly enlightening and makes me think more than anybody else. And I, and I'm jealous and I'm frustrated when I listen to him because I want to have that level of, I don't want to say understanding, but that level of openness and that level of connection with everything. It just, I wish I could someday get to that point. There must be an incredible freedom to live like that. Uh, it's uh, stunning and and just yeah, that we can't even for imagine. people. Yeah, for people that are ingrained in our culture, like we are, especially here in the United States. I mean, for him to physically live among us, but be completely separated from what we've become is just. I have the utmost respect for the man and his people. Mm-hmm. Is there a way to do like that? You remember that SNL skit with Eddie Murphy, how he painted himself white and experienced what the white world was like. Is there a way to do that with with Lakota to somehow like? I don't think like I don't think we'd there? even scratch the surface with it. You know. Well, I mean, I don't think they need to. I think they'd sniff us out pretty pretty easily as soon as we open our mouths. I think that's how that would go. Oh wow. Like, yeah, actually, I mean, there there are a lot of people who have um, Indian ancestry or Native American ancestry who try and go back to the reservation and say, hi, I'm related to you, I'm, you know, 164th whatever, and it's it doesn't really work. I can tell you from a very, very limited experience of my own, and um, I have Native heritage and have been involved in Native education, things like that. And in trying to explore that, learn about it, and share it, and from from my basically white girl experience, and then just coming into c- contact with Native people, <laughs> and they just sort of look at you like, um, you know, so I know what you mean about that. Yeah, just treat them as, I mean, treat them as, don't don't act like you're one of them and don't act like a tourist and i think you'll be fine exactly right exactly and i've had to uh and i learned that and i'm grateful for that but yeah i got a feeling they're probably sick of just new age people trying to glom onto them at this point (laughs) i got oh yeah twinkies yeah (laughs) 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 hey gang jeremy vaney here I think when you do 70 episodes of anything, a lot of the pearls of wisdom coming from the clammy mouths of our guests, well, they get lost. And it's up to us to find them and give them to you. Here comes some now. I can see in people's homes. Quite frankly, I'm, I don't think I'm that, I'm not that articulate as I want to be yet. You should go to the VA website. You can see all the religious symbols that you're allowed to have on your tombstone. They stimulate part of the brain, and then you see a shadow person, and it gets closer, and then suddenly it's planting flowers. Or doing the, the uh, putting on the rich routine right. from uh, Young Frankenstein. <laughs> there was some kind of psycho out there with a chainsaw. 
they don't scream, they don't cry. She was a scientist and she did not want to be associated with ghost research. Okay, I'm not getting any younger, my hearing is not as good as it used to be. I think Robert Dean is, uh, is one of the most kind, gentle, good men that I've ever been privileged to know. Mm-hmm. And if it ever turned out that he was not truthful about his past, I, I would have no faith in anybody ever, mm-hmm. ever. That's how much I hold him in, in esteem. How can we develop kids who love and look each other in the eye and and, and not send a text message when their uh, you know friend dies, but actually pick up the phone? I, I thought it was uh, pretty smooth the way you uh, asked Dr. McAbee not to die. I mean, I, I knew that uh, Mr. All had been sick and, and all, but... Uh... I don't know, he's one of those guys, you just think he's always going to be around, you know, and it's like, uh, I started thinking the other night, I first met you when I was 23 years old, and uh, I'm 42. (laughs) (laughs) Well, hang around. Oh, you know, and you know, and he, he, he interrupted me before I got a chance to say... We're all getting older, and and what I was getting at there... (laughs) Shut the fuck up. Phase two, is it worth doing, or is it going to be after MASH? Ask yourself. Well, I think it's going to work, but, uh, you know, I'm not the audience, so... Well, Ghost Ghost Horse said you're not done, right? So... (laughs) Well, so, you know, there you go. But he also said that Jeff would be back. (laughs) Jeff. (laughs) Oh, Travis. Travis says, oh. Oh, yeah. I'm not seeing it. Uh, I, I'm seeing it for uh, special episodes that we've talked about doing, Jer. And I see it. Uh, I see it for for intros and and maybe very brief after chats, you know, something like that. But no, I'm not. Uh, I, I've I've been well. I think the past couple of weeks I've probably turned down five image analysis cases. I just tell people I'm not doing it anymore, and that's it. Um, so I've, I, and despite the fact that I've distanced myself from this, um, okay. I'm, I'm still seeing things that aren't there. So pretty much as early as today um, at work. So it's like nothing seems to be abating in that direction. Um, well, but you see it work? Uh, your, your rust-colored red stuff in the bathroom <laughs> yeah, floating around that I could work my fingers into. You know, um, I, you know, I, I, for some apparent unknown reason, went to work. Um, nobody bothered me. I went right to my desk. I had a project going. I've had it going. It's no extreme deadline. And all of a sudden, I just became insanely nervous to the point where I almost felt, uh, almost felt dizzy. And that, that I know is a product of a panic attack uh, on set. And so typically what I do is just I go to the bathroom and... Um, uh, lean up against the wall and just take some deep breaths, and I'm fine. And today, you know, I went in there and I just noticed the air was just buzzing for some reason. And uh, and I saw, I looked at the the black stall door, and I saw exactly what you were talking about. I could move my fingers around, and it was like moving my fingers through moving sand of some sort. I have no idea what the hell it was, but it faded away pretty quickly. 
but it, you know, was it a product of uh, uh, a rapid heartbeat? Was it the product of uh, you know uh, capillaries in the back of my eyes? I don't know why it would react to my finger because it's in my vision. That's the only explanation I can come up with. It's never happened before. It was a little weird. And then I, I you know, Jeremy, I told you about uh, about seeing Lisa in the hallway and all that. I mean, that you know, and she wasn't there. She was outside. So you know, I, none of this stuff seems to be ebbing away. It's it's um, it's no less frightening to me. I hate to say, I'm sorry to say to most people who think that I've grown a pair at this point. That hasn't really happened for me. Um, Jeff, you know, can I ask you a question? Yeah. Uh, well, I was going to ask you a question earlier, and you partially just answered it, but you've always held to the belief that the more you give, the more you get. Sure. And um, I'm, re- when I'm really curious now that you're taking a step back whether, you know, granted it's still somewhat new and recent, but I, I'd be really interested to hear over time if it changes and how things may differ for you. As compared to, you know, you focused on this so hard for so long, what's going to happen in the near term and in the long term? So well, you've, got, you've got to come back and you've got to. Well, you know. sure. I mean, you know, I mean, like I said, we're not going to disappear off paratopia. It's not that kind of thing. But at the same time, I can't. Um, I, I guess for me, I mean, I'm not ashamed to say uh, I'm not I've not been ashamed to say anything else on this fucking show. So I might as well not be ashamed of this. <laughs> Uh, ufology just in general and and not so much the paranormal i'm still very interested in the ghost phenomenon i'm still very interested in esp stuff um but ufology predominantly has broken me as um as a researcher as an active participant it's broken me uh, and so for me there's nothing left but to walk away and to um disengage from it so um, I'm also, like I said earlier, I'm also disgusted with what it's, what it has become. And, um, I, I see a lot of uh, good people in it that I feel like are just, um, always going to have an uphill battle and I'm tired of being one of those people. So, um, and whether we make that uphill battle ourselves or not, it happens. And that's the facts. Um, there are some it, battles you, know, you just can't win. There is, and I and I think um, I, I think if there is nothing that I come away after two decades in this stuff, if there's nothing that I come away with, I can't explain this. I can't um, qualify it. I can't anything. I believe that the answer to UFOs, what they are, what they're about, I think has as much to do with what happens when we die as anything else. Mm. I think that that is what they are keeping from us. I think that's the secret. I think that's the thing you can't know. And therefore they are the gatekeepers of that secret. This is what we're all looking for. I mean, everybody skates around this issue, but this is really what it comes down to is, um, you know, you go to a UFO conference, Jeremy, what is the age group you predominantly see? A thousand. (laughs) Right. (laughs) These people are looking for something. They want to know what's coming next. I'm 70 years old. What's right. next? And so, therefore, you delve into this stuff looking for something that's eventually going to find you anyway. Um, if you're scared, you do. And that's what- right. I mean, that's, I, I believe that whatever this is, that you know, whether you, you want to call it ghost phenomena, whether you want to call it ufology, aliens, whatever, 
I think that that is the thing that we're we're all looking for, and we just don't know it. And so, therefore, that secret has to have a gatekeeper of some sort. Um, and the trickster fills that void. You know, it's protecting a secret, and um, and that's that's what I go from. You know, maybe I'm misunderstanding something, but let me ask you this: if if you're separating yourself from the gatekeepers, to uh, you know the the answer holders to the answers to these questions, but you say you're still interested in other things, you know, ghost paranormal phenomenon, doesn't it all loop back into each other like a giant circle? Isn't it going to eventually, when you go down that path and explore that more or stay interested in it, isn't it going to suck you right back into that? Well, I think like, yeah, valid question. I think, um, I think, no, it's not going to suck me back in, but it's certainly, I mean, Eric, it's always going to be a part of my life because it's always been there. Absolutely. Um, so I'm always going to come across stuff, whether it be ESP stuff or ghost phenomena or whatever. I'm always going to come across something that in my head is going to tie back to whatever these beings are, whatever their craft, if that's what they are, is um, or represents. Um, so I don't think I'll ever be able to truly escape it in that sense. Um, plus the fact that, like I can say before, when I stopped this cold for three to four years – I had absolutely nothing. I mean, nothing. Uh, my wife said that was the happiest time in her marriage. <laughs> I had nothing. Mm. And so if you could call thinking you might have seen a flash of light here and there, something, but everybody has that now and then. You, It, it wasn't anything even remotely like what has gone on the past couple of years, I would say. Um, there's been a lot that I haven't talked about. And... Uh, and and if you if you lived here and you knew what it was like on a daily basis to be me, then you would know just what a dramatic drop off that it is, despite the fact that some weird stuff is still happening. Um, Jeff, you had your webcam on each night. You remember a while back, maybe a year ago. Uh, well, me and Jeremy were doing the after chats. Yeah. No, he means no, you, you, you lifted on in that, that. Oh, oh, uh, oh, oh! I'm sorry. God, yeah. Um, I was one of the people that used to come there, and um, you stopped doing that. And I, I heard like knocks. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. This house I, I has been. Screen, I got a screen recorder that would uh, do the audio and the video, but right. by that time uh, you stopped doing it, and I was wondering why you stopped. Well, I, I kind of lost interest in it after a while. I yeah. mean, well, um, I guess I don't blame you. Well, although you know. Truthfully, that that was kind of a dumb move on my part because really? I should know by now that the more you hunt and the more you look, the more likely stuff is, is bound to show up. Yeah. Um, For you, other people, yeah. it, it seems to hide, actually, the more you try to – well, is that what you're trying to do? And, well, I mean – it's not uh, – I mean, what I was trying to do was to – I mean, again, that was for my own uh, thought. You know, I thought, if, well, if I've got an internet full of people who could look at this and tell me if they hear or see anything, that would be fantastic. And and just like you, everybody heard – yeah, heard knocking. I had uh, one lady write me and say that uh, at about 3 o'clock she heard the loudest bang that she doesn't know how it didn't wake up half the house. Well, uh, I heard – yeah, I heard something like that too. And Jeremy, when he stays here, he hears all kinds of stuff. Um, and uh, <laughs> I mean, if, you, if you heard it without your, if you heard it without your history, mm-hmm. think um, somebody hit the side of the house. Uh, something's tumbling from the attic. If you have one, <laughs> right, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. 
it didn't sound remarkable, but the fact that every, if things, uh, if everybody was in bed, nobody was up, because I thought you came out, it sounded like somebody walked up the steps, opened the door, you had your guitar case, mm-hmm. maybe, set it down, and then knocked something over, is what it sounded like. Yeah, yeah, that's, I mean, that's fairly common. I mean, you, you hear that quite a bit around here, and... I mean, I don't, I don't know what that's all about. I, I mean, I, I, I talked around two a.m. I'm not sure. Yeah, it's about right. I mean, it's um, it's it's usually pretty late. I'm usually asleep. Uh, I have noises wake me up. Whether it be uh, a voice downstairs. I mean, I've had voices downstairs that say like sound like they're having a conversation in the kitchen, but yeah. you hear feet walking on linoleum. We don't have linoleum in the kitchen. It's carpeted. <laughs> so, uh. Um, I, I'll just say this. I mean, for because I didn't talk about this on the show. I was in here. This is where I'm at right now. Is is my guitar room? Everybody knows that. I play. I record this in my music room, and um, I just bought a, a bang a new amp. Uh, and um, it is so painfully loud it melt your face if you get too close, which is the way I like it. So I'm in here. Okay. I've got it cranked up pretty good one night, and um, my son and his girlfriend were at the house my wife was at the house so everybody's home i'm playing guitar and i hear my wife say jeff as if something's wrong like it's that tone you know that tone of your loved one when something's wrong and they need you the way they say it and so i look up and i see her looking at me um half of her face is visible against the door frame uh, so you've got a door frame on the right-hand side is where she's walking towards. You can see half of her. She, her eye is looking at me. Her hand is backwards. Uh, Didn't you have something like this happen to you with your uh, grandfather whenever you were sick or something? Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, well, but not as, not as in your face as this. Oh, okay. uh, I mean, right. this fully looked like her calling me, had her hand up, you know, her hands back on the door frame. This is just what you do when you... You duck into a room, you put your hand on the door frame, and then you back back out. And I see her, and I'm like, holy shit, what happened? Uh, and the first thing I'm thinking is, you know, have they have they caught the kids making out a little too hard and heavy up in the bedroom or something? What's going on? And and I I, I, mean, I put my guitar down, I flip the amp off, and I, I, I go out the door, and the house is dark. It's pitch. There's not a light on in the house. And I said, Hello? Nobody. I was out fast enough that I should have seen her about four or five feet in front of me. That's how fast I dropped and ran. There was nothing there. And I went upstairs to Cody's room. The girlfriend was gone. He's laying in bed listening to his iPod. I said, where's your mom? He goes, I don't know. I said, did you hear her? No. I'm Russian. I mean, at this point, I'm freaking out. Uh, And I, I walk out the back door. And she is all the way in the backyard in the gazebo sitting down writing in her journal. And she hasn't been in the house for two hours. So what the hell did I see? I mean, I saw her. I saw her. I looked right. I made eye contact. What the hell was that? Well, this is like, as you had said to me, you know, that when the thing you described in the show of the woman by the table. Exactly. Uh, who dissolved as your wife came down the stairs. You, you thought it was your wife until I thought your wife it was. came down the stairs. Yes. So maybe it was your wife. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, maybe you're doing time slips, like fucking lost or something. I don't know. Yeah. Well, 
<laughs> you know, it, it just it's it's one of those things that it, it happens, and it scared the hell out of me because what went through my head um, is is God, God am I am I going to be one of those stories where my wife's actually passed away somewhere, or she gone out and had an accident, and she was trying to tell me goodbye, and I, I mean it was that, that kind of horrible thoughts just try to shoot in there when weird stuff like that happens, and then you go out and see her. In the gazebo, I walked out there, and my lips were purple. I was white as a sheet. And she's like, what the hell is wrong with you? I said, were you just in the house? She's like, I, I said, answer the goddamn question. Were you just in the house? No, I've been out here the past couple hours. So, you know, it, it just, I mean, that truly was the most, that was the closest proximity thing that I've seen that just wasn't there. Um, and so, you know, this stuff is not, is not stopping. It's poetic, though. You know. It, yeah, it, I mean, it's 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 um. Like you should be reading into what isn't there to make more sense out of what is. Yeah, I mean, and I've I've thought to myself, um, you know, I, I, there there's been a couple of things that have happened in the course of me playing loud guitar in here. Um, and it, from, from knocks on the door to knocks on the windows, thinking, oh, my God, I'm waking the neighbors when it's nobody there. Well, didn't Whitley Strieber have a nine-knock deal? Yeah. Ago? Yeah. Do, do yeah. you see any connection, perhaps? And it's been years since I read it. Uh, um, but, uh, it, was, it was They were doing it for evidence, he thought. Yeah, but, I mean. But they didn't want to confront him to scare uh, him. I've got enough evidence when I walk downstairs with a guy with a black <laughs> shroud and sit in the middle of the floor with him. That's enough for me. Um, for you, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I don't really need anything else. And most of the friends that we had when life was essentially a three-ring circus, <laughs> they're gone. I mean, they don't come around anymore, so we don't hear from those people. Well, but Lager, you're you're a musician. Do you get into a zone and then open yourself up to things and hear shit or – well, well, before we go on, I mean, we can all agree that he saw a reptilian, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. Yeah, you can you can get in, easily you can get into a zone when you're when you're when you're writing when you're playing, uh, but that but that's true if you're working on a car or doing anything that you're passionate about, you can get into a zone. It's not specifically to music. Um, you know, George Hansen says, "Don't ask why, right? Why is a stupid question, right?" <laughs> Why? Why is it relevant? We're never going to lie. That's a valid question. <laughs> uh, I, all I can think of is that if you can edit down those experiences into like twenty-two minutes and stick a laugh track in there every so often, <laughs> you, you could put that on yeah. after the Big Bang Theory, and it. and it would be it would kill. It would absolutely kill. Maybe I've got a future in stand-up. Maybe that's <laughs> sit down. Sit down. It's it's easier. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, Aaron. Yeah. Does anyone have any uh, questions before we call rap? Uh, Just, well, I've, oh, speaking of music, I have a question. I don't know if you ever, if I missed that part of the show where you explained who wrote the song and how that happened, the theme song, the new theme song, well, the old new theme song. Woo Fighters. The Woo Fighters, Travis, the Woo Fighters. Uh, yeah, <laughs> we. it was just a thing on the message board where a bunch of people, we all just sort of got together and said, let's do a song. And uh, just emailed the parts to each other, and, and then somebody edited it together. It well, out. it's pretty cool. I just wanted to let you know that it was it's pretty awesome. So yeah, it's pretty cool yeah. that you can do that and not have ever met people, you know, working. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah, it's pretty amazing. It's a good tune. So well done. Anyway. Answer my question. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I oh, oh you were early early on in this, you said something about wondering if the next phase of this was going to be after Mash, like worrying about that. 
Uh, and, uh, that, that's not your job to worry about that. I mean, like you have to, you have to just, you had, you had 120,000 people listening to this thing because they like what they're hearing. Maybe, maybe well, they like, maybe they like hearing you and Jeff talk to each other. Maybe they like hearing the guests. Maybe they like hearing the editorializing afterwards. Maybe they like a combination of it. Who knows what they like? You're not going to really know. All you, all you can do is do your art, do the search for yeah. truth, do it as you do it. And, it, and if you're going to do it in a way now that's going to be this next phase where other people are there and you're just curating it, then that's what you do. And it's my job to decide that if it's aftermath or not, but it's not yours. Don't You can't yeah. worry about that. You got to do Jeremy, it. can we uh, hire Travis as a third guest just to keep silent <laughs> until the end of the show so he can absolve us of all guilt and worry about what we just did? <laughs> I'd second what he says. I think he's absolutely right. <laughs> Yeah. Also, what makes you guys uh, great to me, at least, is that you care a little bit less about pleasing people being mm-hmm. genuine. And uh, there's a lot of shows like Coast to Coast, you can edit that out if you want, um, that seem to want to expand their audience. And, uh, well, not that you guys don't, but uh, sellouts, I guess, is the bottom line. Right. Yeah. Well, we'll be selling out as soon as we can. Don't don't get us wrong on that. All right. Well. Okay. Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> T-shirt. Okay, so Snickers. Jeremy. <laughs> Jeremy will have a Snickers bar licking this nipple. That's right. <laughs> Does that mean well, I get a Ritzman bobble? A Ritzman yes. bobble head on my car? Yes. It'll, it'll be coming soon. Just stay <laughs> tuned. Stay tuned. Uh, All right. Anything else, or is everybody sufficiently talked out? Thanks for solving everything. I Thank, You're yep. welcome, Trav. Yeah. Thanks the for a great is, 70 episodes. You're wrong. <laughs> thank you for inviting us all tonight, really. Yes, oh, thank you. Coming. Thank you again for letting me be a part of this, and I'm looking forward to hearing the rest. So, yeah. thanks. thanks for coming, Travis. Really appreciate yes. it, man. Awesome. Have a good night, guys. Oh, you too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, Bear. You remember that other part of the UFO story yet, or no? Um, in fact, not only do I not remember the other part, but... I now don't remember any of it. Good. My in fact, done here. yeah. So, I, in fact, as far as I'm concerned, we just went right home, and that's all that happened. <laughs> Sweet dreams. So, thanks. <laughs> and John, if you don't do a podcast for us, I'm going to beat you to death. Oh, I'd love to. Uh, I really want you to do it, man. Seriously, you're a very okay. well spoken guy and 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 an intelligent man. So, I think I please do it, man. I'm seriously, please do it. Well, I'll just say it's been a pleasure chatting with you guys. I really enjoyed um, the episodes that I was able to, to listen to. I started listening a little late, but um, you know I've gotten through a lot of them. And uh, it, it's okay for for things to come to you know kind of a, a an end point because it's you know changes changes the constant. So, um, but but for today, it, it's been a pleasure talking to you guys. Same here, man. Yeah, thank you, sir. Okay, you're listening, to, <laughs> you're listening to Jeff and Jeremy on Paratopia, and I'm not. <laughs> hey, everybody, it's me, Jeff Ritzman. And Jeremy Vaney. You know, over the years, we've learned a lot of wisdom from a lot of people. True. So why don't we take a listen to the final batch of deep insights from our guests? petty laws and useless officials too late I'm not crazy you know like in a a Tom and Jerry cartoon 
or like a Roadrunner cartoon where the Roadrunner is like way up on top of a peak and maybe has to run off the peak and fall down. Things like that would start happening to me. Jeremy <laughs> is definitely marginal. All you gotta do is look at his video. <laughs> tell you about in 1964 I saw blah 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 has anyone ever told you to back off nope this is like a bad episode of Star Trek like praise the lord we're trying to strip their identity from them and I think I think that's where part of the backwash came from did you ever happen to make like a control call just maybe call outside of the the square in any direction and say, have you had any cows come up missing or mutilated? No. It wouldn't surprise me at all if they've been mining goodies from here for a long time. God, people today are such pussies. Dr. Moore, can we get a, a minute of your, your time? It's Von Moore. I'm insane. Haven't you met me? You don't make up a big fat lie and not tell anyone. Stoop over and eat them. I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. Don't worry about the fact that they put some cup over your genitals and they're taking your seven. At the age of 14, my uh, hormones were starting to kick in. Once I mess with your mind, your little heart I hate my life. It's horrible. So the Jeff. So the Jer. Is this the last So the Jeff, So the Jer? I don't believe so. Oh my God. (laughs) Wow, that gives me some hope. Right. Like Luke Skywalker. No, I'm not your father. But, you know. uh, although I wouldn't mind if you were at this point. But that's... that's <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, what? What do you... Any reflections on anything? Uh, so what did we learn, Jer? What have we learned here? My favorite vanyism. <laughs> uh, well, not quite. My favorite vanyism is... Wait, what? <laughs> um, what did we learn... Uh, nothing is a uh, is valid. I don't say nothing. I say that. Um, I say that. To be honest with you, I mean, I'm sure this will gravely disappoint some people, but I come away from this uh, saying exactly what we've said on a couple of past shows now. That um, unfortunately, it doesn't seem like the general public. I will say the general paranormal interested public, by and large wants to explore deeper issues involving the paranormal. I would say that flatly. Um, I think that if you think critically in this, I think if you explore other avenues that people may not have gone down, I think that if you can, in, if you can possibly in any human way withstand the beating that, that this field will put on you, I, I think you're doing, you're, you might be doing okay. But unfortunately, I don't think they. I don't think they want it. I think that um, the world just wants a good story. Well, does this surprise you? I mean, did you really uh, learn this from this show? Yes, I did. Yes, I did. 
um, I, I'm, I'm really, I, I mean, and in no way does this reflect on any of our guests or, or any of our audience. Uh, because, but, but let's face it, guys and gals listening, uh, we're the minority. We are a minority. And, uh, and unfortunate as that is, it's a fact. I would like to say that I think a show like this could go on uh, just the way we were doing it before and be grossly successful. And I think that we were, I think it did surpass everything we thought it would do, but ultimately it's tough to say that there is no point in trying to make a difference because a difference is not what is needed or wanted by this. I guess that would be where I'd go with it. That, that that's not what this, it's not what this, this big ball is looking for. It's not looking for different avenues and different, um, explanations or exploring things that haven't been brought up before. It's pretty much just used to sticking with its own subset of rules and, and theorems. And that's it. And that's what people are comfortable with. The minute you inject something else, you become the enemy. So that's, that's kind of what I take away from this. And it's, it's it never, it's still interesting. So I don't want to say I go a different way cause I don't, but I'm interested in seeing just who is listening to us. You know, I always find it fascinating. Who does come out of the woodwork? Um, I mean, every now and then we'll get an email from, you know, a well-known celebrity of some sort, you know, a musician or uh, a writer or a producer not related to this field. And, and it's amazing to me that, that they're listening. It's like, wow. Yeah. This really yeah. does have an effect on some people out there in mm -hmm. podcast land. Um, but you're right. I mean, in terms of our core audience of who should be listening, quote unquote, they're not that interested. And I think it, it is, it all gets back to the Emma Woods thing. You know, no, nowhere is that better described than by the fact that that didn't break big, that story, mm. um, onto the major message boards, because it's, as we've said before, it's something that is purely rational and, and, um, and in the end, um, does away with one of the sacred cows of ufology. Mm -hmm. And so nobody wants something that they can wrap their heads around. They don't want something that they can not wrap their heads around. They want something that they can make up and play a game with. Play a game with. It's, it, mm -hmm. it really is, as you've said, it's Dungeons and Dragons. It's MMOs. Mm -hmm. It's all of that. Well, I think the Emma Woods case is what really shook me. That's <clears throat> the fact that, that that didn't make a bigger impact. I'm talking like above top secret or any number of other message boards that this might've broken where a lot of people would have been exposed to that. The fact that it didn't show up there at all and, and well did show up at ATS for a short bit and then kind of dropped out of dropped yeah, into nowhere as a, what, a post in a thread about in something a, else. Yeah. In a thread about something else. So it never really even got its own, you know, just, you know, I could have gone on there and put a thread up, but I was like, no, just let's wait and see what happens. You know, this should be big. This should be um, somebody should from there would be listening to this and, and might post something. It never happened. I think that was the, you know, for me, that was the guttural awareness part of just saying, wow, you know, this is just, um, it, it doesn't matter what you do. It doesn't matter um, how you approach this. It doesn't matter what horrible things happen within this field. People want 
you know, like you said, they're sacred cows, they're gods, they're heroes. Well, they also want an ongoing narrative that they can understand and that mm-hmm. the answer is sort of just out of reach, but almost there if it weren't for the damn government, you know? Dang the carrot, sure. Um, and I think I think what what I take away from what we've done here, and I don't know that we're the first to have done it, but we're certainly took part in it, which is exposing all of this stuff as deeper and more mm-hmm. complex than all of that. And, mm-hmm. um, and especially now, you know, in the later episodes, the little turn into, well, gee, can even indigenous mind or enlightened mind coexist right. with this reality we've constructed or, or not? I mean, is it more than marginal? Is it also something that needs to be stamped out by corporations and, and stuff like that? Right. Uh, can it not coexist? I mean, so these are like larger philosophical and social issues that are attached to all of this, I think, to figuring out, you know, what is the human mind that is trying to approach this question? And you got to go there. You you can't not explore those avenues. I mean, that may not have been everyone's cup of tea, but ultimately you have to go there when you're looking at this subject. There, There's a lot. Of, I always said that <clears throat> that we'd have to look in avenues that weren't of a ufological nature. We would always have to look um, in, in unpredictable places at unpredictable times. And some of it may be outside the interest of what the UFO public would say is interesting to them. But if you're not willing to look in those spots, think about what you could be missing. Well, it's, it's um, even just self-reflection, like on, on a really, mm-hmm. really deep level. I mean, you take Maggie Jackson's Distracted, which is basically making the case that this sort of evolutionary climb that we believe we're making into into the information age is really the fall of Rome in disguise and that this right. always happens. And, you know, this is all part of like getting rid of the libraries and getting rid of any of our sense of history and all of that. And just not even being complacent, but being so arrogant as to push forward while ignoring the need for, for a base to push off of. It's like, oh, we don't need any of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, so what happens when that mind approaches the other? You know? Right. I mean, but we don't think of it that way because we're too we're too self involved. We're too involved in the narrative. The narrative. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean it's just and it's gonna continue to go on and on like that. That's why I really don't see any end to it. I think if if we kept going with the show as it stands, I, I don't I don't see us I see us making round robin trips, you know, over and over through the same thing, and I don't want Paratopia to evolve and or de-evolve into that, which is why I think it's such a great thing, um, because I mean let's be let's be brutally and humanly honest here. I'm sick of this crap. Okay, I'm sick of it. You're sick of it. Um, so we've built this, this wonderful community full of really wonderful people who all have something to offer and something to say. And so I say, let's, let's give them our show. Let's give them that platform and, and let, let the droves come forward. You know, I mean, we have, we have now gotten, uh, quite a few submissions that we're going through, but, I think that's I think it's where it becomes like a communal effort to learn something that one guest or one week's show may not have any bearing on the next week's show in any direct sense, but you may see correlations in there that again we can all discuss and maybe 
maybe it's easier if we do this as a group as opposed to just you and I trying to steer something, you know? And so that was was our user-generated content idea. Maybe that'll work, and maybe that alleviates pressure off the whole group and doesn't make it just two people feeling all of this uh, this weight from this. Maybe maybe we all share that weight and distribute it evenly, yeah. <laughs> and that we all feel less less pain in the necks from it. So, you know, let's let, let, let's give it a shot and see what happens. I mean, I'm purely excited about that that possibility. So, um, and like like we said before, it doesn't mean that we're never going to be back again either. So. Um, but I think that this, this incarnation has reached its conclusion and, and from here, I think the only way we, you can't go anywhere but up. So, yeah, I mean, it feels like a natural conclusion to me, you know, it feels like it it does. It does. This is where it needs to be. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I think we both pretty much reached that, that apex at the same time. Which I said, you know, this must I be it. You reached it first. I mean, it, it's the weird thing of you. Well, I, I did, yeah. I mean, yeah. in all honesty, Jeff, for many moons, has been threatening privately to quit or saying, you know, do you want to? Or asking me, you know, all this sort of stuff. And I feel like I have been keeping him in it because <laughs> I, we might have even mentioned this on the, the, the your, your grand goodbye show. Uh-huh. That um, I felt like I'm keeping you here because you... Um, you're afraid that that this is sort of what our the, the foundation of our friendship, and so you didn't want to risk ruining that by leaving. And so I feel like you stuck around more for me toward the end than than no, anything else. No, no, I mean that that definitely isn't true because I really I couldn't care less about our friendship. Oh, good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, I, you know, it's one of those things where I certainly didn't want you to be upset with me and my, you know, my growing disdain for this. <laughs> this pursuit. Um, and I think it was more of that than anything, but I think that I kind of hinted around about it. Cause I thought if he was on board with going, I would be willing to go at this point. Um, and then that my woods thing came up and I'm like, well, it's time to go to work, right. you know? And that's exactly what happened before when I was getting ready to step away, uh, over at above top secret. And that's when O'Hare happened. And it was just it was just a mirror image of that same event. I got pulled back in to go to work on that. But no, I think I think for me, really, really reaching that point where I could say, I could walk away from this, I really, really could, was about the time that you said to me, You need to talk to me and keep me in this. <laughs> and that's why I said, you know what, Jer, maybe it's time to stop. Maybe we've reached the end of this thing and, and maybe that's maybe we turn it into something else from here. Um, cause neither of us wanted to give up the audience that we've built and, and, uh, all of these great people who have supported this show and, and all of that. Speaking of which, before I forget it, I want to personally thank Sandy who is on our board, uh, because Sandy sent me a wonderful gift and I want to thank Sandy from the bottom of my heart for that because, uh, he was, the only way it was coming into my hands. So, Sandy, thank you very much for uh, for helping out. You've helped out the show, and you've helped out the new website tremendously. Yeah, isn't uh, it funny how we've, we've been getting stuff from from listeners since we've just started yeah, to go? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, it's like, like parting gifts. It's great. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but I think, I, I think it's just kind of reached its natural end for me. I mean, you know, um, I feel like I feel like we did. I. 
I remember saying something about trying to accomplish something and, you know, and learning that there's not much you can do to change this field. As far as accomplishing something, I think we did accomplish building a podcast that a lot of people listen to. I mean, the numbers were humongous and still are humongous. Um, to have the ear of so many people that like that, I think that's a, that's a great accomplishment in my book. Yeah, yeah, um, we had that in no time. Yeah, it's it just astounding. So I, I don't think we want to walk away from that without giving this other thing a try and seeing what happens. And well, especially uh, our message board. I mean, I feel like we have one of the better message oh, yeah. boards out there in terms of just quality of people chiming and in discussion. Yeah, absolutely. And for them to not have somewhere to go, you know. Yeah, and it's a pretty wild cross section of people too. I mean, it's it's uh, you know, it's definitely not a boys club, and it's not a hate place, and it's it's not any of that. It's just uh, it's it's really good discussions, and some of them I can't even get my head around. So um, we we can't just just drop that and let it go. So I think this course action is the best thing to do. Um, and so uh, I hope everybody sends in some material. I think we got another email today with somebody wanting to send something in. So, And if uh, John from our roundtable, I'll say it again, if he doesn't do something, I, I'm going to hunt the guy down. <laughs> I think he's a really good speaker. I, I mean, I really think he's got a lot to say, and, and he's been following all of this for so long. I think I, I think it'd be a great show. So I encourage him to do something. So that's that's where we're at. Just the end? Are we done? Uh, Yeah. What, what are we... When are we going to relaunch this? I guess we should give that info out. Like, what do you think? Three weeks? A month? Uh, next week? <laughs> cricket, cricket. Are you want to break it? You mean you want to? Yeah, I want to break. I want to break. <laughs> what do you mean next week? <laughs> Something to break? We'll break, yeah. Working on that novel? Working at your character song? Yeah. <laughs> um,. So we get that done, and uh, with the new slate, we'll, we'll we'll burst onto the scene, and it's going to be cool. I'm telling you. Yeah, but like uh, like we've been saying, you know, get your material in now. That way, I can edit it all, um, yep. and and have it all front loaded, and and really take a break because I probably won't be really breaking in these next three weeks. I'll just be uh, editing stuff. Yeah, we're going to be working on stuff, right? Uh, and the other thing that I wanted to mention is on the new site, which is going to be coming forth before three weeks are up, uh, we are going to have uh, listener blogs. And uh, so if you're not really a public speaking kind of guy or gal and you want to write something, then you can send it to periotopiapodcast at gmail.com. And we can do a featured article every week, uh, whether it pertains to the show or not, whether it has anything to do with anything we've talked about matters not send it in if you've got something that you've written up and you're proud to uh display then we'll we'll put a platform for it so um once again you can send those to, to what was it paratopia podcast at gmail.com Eels. um so i guess finally i'll just do my round of thank yous which um include oddly enough cyber ears uh as you know this has been a commercial free episode so I want to thank Cyber Ears for giving us a great, a hell of a deal and for always being yeah. really good at upgrading our stuff and being on top of it. And, it, and answering the phone. And answering the phone, <laughs> you know, little things like that. Uh, right. Customer service is key. And yes. they have the key and they're not afraid to turn it. No. Um, 
I mean, certainly. Let, let, let's let's just say one thing: if uh, if anybody's thinking about starting their own podcast, and certainly we don't encourage that, we want you to use our show. <laughs> but if you do want to take a dip in the cyber broadcasting industry, go to cyberears.com. Send them an email. Talk about uh, what kind of plan you can get, what kind of space you can get. It's absurd how great these people are. Again, Jeremy mentioned customer service. Miles has been terrific with us, and uh, you can write him directly through the website. Best podcast hosting service ever, <laughs> and we've seen a few. So go check him out. That's uh, cyberears.com. Very good. Um who else do I need to thank? Anyone? I, I guess, you know, Ann and Whitley Streber, I guess they've sort of been uh, kind to us behind the scenes as well as in front of the scenes. Mm-hmm. Um, Deidre Lavery, our moderator of the wonderful right. message board. How, how dare I forget Deidre? Yeah, Deidre, our first and only moderator. Right. Uh, so thank you for that. Um, and just anyone who participated on the message board and put up with my bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> and there's and there's a lot to put up with yes. there. Uh, Tim Benal for filling in one, Tim one fine day. Yes, Tim Benal. Thank and you. And for being the voice of reason. It's so funny because Tim, you know, and he jokes about this too. He, he sounds like you know, ah, fuck, dude, shit, shit, fuck. He sounds like Mister Blue Collar, right? Guy, and and but underneath that is like one of the smartest goddamn people I know. Absolutely, yeah. So Tim Benal, thank you very much. Uh, who else? The Burnses for giving us free Nancy. ads in UFO Magazine, for being uh, you know on the show, for their behind-the-scenes machinations. Um, we don't expect that ad to be pulled out of the UFO Magazine. we still got a podcast around here. Yeah, let's not get crazy. <laughs> so thank you for not doing that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Thanks, Bill and Nancy. Um, and I don't know. Who else? Anyone? No one? Uh, I would like question. to thank... Um, Colin Andrews, yes, uh, for not only being one of the best friends to this show ever, but for um, coming on this show and spilling his guts about everything that um, people didn't expect to hear from him. <laughs> um, being an inspiration, he, he is truly one of the most inspirational people I know, um, and we love him a lot. And uh, hopefully, we're going to have him back on the show for a special. Yeah, I think Nesbit also. That Mark Nesbitt was my go next his, one. Yeah, go to his place. and Mark for letting us do the stayovers and another one coming up uh, this summer, so stay tuned for that. Um, uh, Dennis McKenna for just being an all-around mensch and coming on the show, even though he was very skeptical about doing so. <laughs> yeah, he came on- maybe we should give a, a general thank you to anyone who is skeptical about coming on a paranormal show with two people they've never heard of. Exactly, especially... Uh, Dr. Lumenfeld, especially, who was instrumental in bringing down the hypnosis debacle, being portrayed on thousands of helpless individuals, suspicious that they've been involved in alien abductions for the past 20 years. (laughs) Thank you, Dr. Scott, for coming on and doing that. Gosh, who else? Uh, Schuler. I mean, what? Uh, (laughs) That's staying in, by the way. uh, That's okay. Um, Just kidding. I would like to thank Lisa Ritzman for letting you do this well beyond her <laughs> toleration for it. I'd like to thank my dog, Indy, yes, for sniffing the man in black. Right. I'd like to thank the man in black for talking some sense into you. And then going, well, <laughs> And then going, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. 
Any uh, update on that? Are you uh, getting back the band back together, or uh, you, <laughs> getting the band back together? Or are you just letting him uh, hang out and whisper in your ear every now and then? That's pretty much it. Yeah, for now. Yeah. What else? I don't know. Phil and Brogno, thank you for Phil and Brogno. for you know offering your tour guide services to upstate New York. Uh, yeah, that's coming this summer. Hopefully, to a New York near you. Yes. And Jeff Fritzman. And Jeremy Vaney. <laughs> yes. That's uh, us. That's, that's right. Uh, I, I can't... Um, I'm sure we're forgetting somebody, but all of our guests have been stellar, and I thank each and every one of them, and encourage each and every one of them, again, to record your own podcast for this show. If you have a lecture to do, do it. We'll get it out to... The throngs of Paratopia listeners, and uh, I can't see anything being wrong with that. Anything you have to plug, come on the show. Plug it. Give a little talk. We'll record it if we have to, whatever you want to do. Uh, but certainly thanks to all of our guests uh, throughout the year, uh, year and a half, I guess. And, yeah, uh, I feel like I should give a future thanks to uh, Rourke and Roundtree because I have a yes. feeling they're going to be doing a lot for this new incarnation of the show. And so for the future, gentlemen, thank you. I feel like... Yeah, they're almost, well, they, are, they, they already have. Be, they might be the future of this thing, whether it's on our show or not. Just yeah. listening to their podcast uh, entry here. Yes, uh, they got That's... a great handle on a good deal of this stuff. I think. Absolutely, absolutely. Very special thanks to Mister George Hansen, because this show would not have been this show without George Hansen. <laughs> That's true, in, in a couple of ways. And God knows we love that man. So. Uh, He's taught us a lot. I think, like I've said before, I think if there's anybody who's got any kind of handle on this at all, Jacques Vallée and George Hansen. That's my that's my Batman and Robin right there. Yeah. <laughs> they are it. And uh, uh, I encourage everybody to listen to everything that the two of them say and mull it over and think about it because I think you can learn a lot. So... Final thoughts, Jeff. Final thoughts. I got a headache. I'm really tired. Uh, no, Final thoughts, Jeff. Three, two, one. Three, two, one. Final thoughts. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We love you. Stay around. Hang around. There's more to come. Some stuff you may expect. And some you may not. Dun, dun, dun. We will see you in three weeks take care everybody so is that it then we moving on not yet there's one more thing we have to do see that blinking red button over there yeah push it hello uh hello hello what am I doing here is this Gene Steinberg Yes, yes, it is. But it's a strange place. I was sitting in my home studio just a few minutes ago, and then I was surrounded by this this light or this essence, and suddenly, where am I? Yeah, don't try to explain it, because uh, we'll, we'll just go down paths and paths and paths and ultimately end up in disappointment. But hopefully, podcasting is about the character. Uh, so, Gene, uh, what, what the hell are you doing here? We're supposed to be like mortal enemies. <laughs> this is weird. I didn't even bring my phaser. Uh, you know, I have phaser here, and I figured, well, you know, if those guys, Vaney and Ritzman, ever called me up, I'd set the phaser 
to kill, you know, because <laughs> stun doesn't really do it for me. You know, I, I like to see people just disappear in a flash of smoke and fire and brimstone. Right. And I wondered, you know, that's not going to happen. That's ridiculous. So I went on about my business. I was preparing for my technology radio broadcast, and suddenly somebody beams me somewhere. Well, in all seriousness, um, we're wrapping up our show, and what better time to bury hatchets and, and all of that than, than on the way out, as opposed to during the time that we were here, when, when it would have been more convenient for everybody. <laughs> right. <laughs> it's what they call an inconvenient truth, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah. Um, so, what should we be saying to each other here, Gene? Well, you know, you're going to be moving into other pursuits, so Godspeed and all that stuff. And I wish you the best of luck. Look, you know, I have to say this. Despite what may have been intimated from time to time, I don't hate you guys. I never did. Hmm. You know, we were just moved into alternate realities, and we had to go on our journey of discovery, self-discovery, etc., and figure it all out. Well, are you like us? I mean, after a while of just taking beatings and giving beatings and all of this, I mean, do you, do you just throw your hands up and go, why are we even doing this? I mean, You have to know something, Jeremy. I have quit the UFO field three or four times. The UFO field, paranormal research in general, can be toxic. And what that means is it messes up with your personal life. It can mess up your financial life. <laughs> For heaven's sake, I've had my spell of financial issues recently. And, you know, I've given it up. But this time I said, you know what? It's kind of a confluence of events. I started out as a radio broadcaster. My first job other than radio was working with James Mosley at Saucer News, when it was still a real magazine, not just Saucer Smear. So... This combines everything, so despite the ongoing urges, just get on and get a life, I'm still here. Right. Well, certainly at least uh, most of that sounds like something Jeff has been saying forever and ever. Mm -hmm. um, in fact, you know, as you know, he's left the field a couple of times. Well, once, right? Now twice. Once before now, yeah. So he's catching up with you. <laughs> <laughs> He's got one time to go, but I'm older than Jeff. You know, That's according right. to Brad Steiger, I am older than the dinosaurs. Well, I mean, I guess I just, I want to say for me personally that, um, you know, I never hated you either. I, you know, we had problems with your ex-co-host, and, um, and I think that spilled over into the shows. But, I mean, ultimately, let bygones be bygones, let the past be the past. Yeah. Let's go on with life. And, and I think just in the future, for me personally... I'm not going to be partaking in any more of these back and forths or any of that stuff because we're going to be sticking around in some capacity. Mm -hmm. I just I just have completely lost my taste for the fighting and, and all of that stuff in recent months. It just seems like like silly. And if there really is a trickster energy behind it, then do I want to cater to that? If there's not a trickster energy, then that means that there's something wrong with me psychologically that I need to keep doing this. And uh I don't want to do it anymore, Gene. I don't want. I don't want to be fighting with people for no reason, you know, and especially not with you because, simply because we had a history with someone else that you were associated with. I mean, that just doesn't make any sense. Well, I don't want to fight anybody either. In fact, when it comes to radio shows, as you know, my particular show, The Powercast, is going into network syndication, yes. and certainly the only person that I want to rag on is that guy with the big mustache. <laughs> who works for the 800-pound gorilla 
and bores me to death and, you know, we're going to beat him. But we're not here to beat anybody else. We're all in the same business. We're all in this together. We're not competitors. We have to work together to figure out what's happening in this crazy world. Why are these things going on? Let's try to find a solution. Let's not be part of the problem. Mm-hmm. Well, I, it's, isn't it one of those things? I mean, for me, when I stand back, since I've stood back for the past you know, two or three weeks now and looked at this, I mean, it becomes... Uh, a problem with you, you know ufologically speaking uh disagreements in that arena that eventually just spill over into the personal and i think that's where i think it's where so much of this goes so wrong i think it's one thing if you've got somebody blatantly attacking you personally just from the get go uh, which we've had as well um uh, but i i think so much of this just comes out of absolute frustration and uh and it does. It spills over into personal areas where it really shouldn't go. And Jeremy and I were just talking the other day about why is it that you can't have a really intelligent debate, even if it might get heated at some points, why is it you can't have a really hardline debate against someone without it veering into that kind of, of venue uh, of, of the personal stuff, of just you know name-calling and, and other such nonsense? I mean, it's so hard not to let that happen. Um, so I think, you know, I think for us, I mean, on our sides of things here, it's like, we're largely done with that. And, um, it's, it's, it's just hard. I mean, it's hard. You become so involved in this that that's what you end up with. Yeah. And I think that, well, there is something about the internet that fosters that too. And I'm, I'm yeah. not immune to it. I mean, I, I, I guess I got to echo that. I mean, I, I feel like, um, it's just so much easier to just tear somebody down. It's so much easier to just say, fuck you to somebody than it is. Mm-hmm. To actually give an intelligent answer. Um, and then, of course, the other part of that is that half the time or more, they don't want an intelligent answer. They want the battle, too. And so right. do you, are you going to engage in that or, or not? But, I mean, as far as, like, like Gene, I mean, you know, I think Jeff and my take on ufology and, you know, the, the, the whole paranormal subject might be different from yours, but that doesn't mean we have to club each other. No, exactly. <laughs> it's just yeah. different. So who cares? Like, ultimately, like, why did I care for so long? I, I, I'm wondering that about myself. Uh, In the world of politics, you know, we think of people like the late Senator Barry Goldwater, for example, and then George McGovern, who's a total liberal. The conservative and the liberal, these people were best buddies when yeah. both were alive. And they go around the country and saying, we need to have a civil debate. You can't do it today. You look at 24-hour cable news and everybody's screaming at each other. Yeah, absolutely true. But seriously speaking, you know, I'm glad to hear from you. It was really an incredible surprise that we could do this. We can get together briefly, even though it's in an alternate state of consciousness here. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, I wish you both best of luck in your future pursuits. And, you know, let's all stay in touch. Absolutely, Gene. Thank you. You're very welcome. We are gathered here today to get through this thing called strife. Eclectic word strife, it means something stressful, something a kind of ouchy, something that hurts. But I'm here to tell you there is something else. Paratopia. A world of never frowning smiley faces. You commune with the sun, even in darkest night. 
So when the private dicks come looking for you, you know the ones hired by your parents to deprogram you, right? You tell them, do not think. You tell them, you're already home. And if the man remains on your case, punch me in the face. Might as well, he already thinks you're crazy.